Participants in the drama triangle create misery, but not just for themselves, others too. And what we end up doing is creating a lose-lose situation. The trick is to transform this dynamic into a more positive outcome for everyone. And that is where the empowerment dynamic comes in. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 176. What is the dreaded drama triangle and how to get out of it? If you've never heard of the drama triangle, then you're in for a treat. Because when I learned about it, I was absolutely stunned to realize that this was a model of dysfunctional interaction I was very familiar with in my life experience, but had never heard of it. And it explained so much of the dynamics of my life, whether within my family of origin, my romantic relationships, my friendships, or with bosses and coworkers. Psychotherapist Stephen Karpman identified the drama triangle in 1968, so it's sometimes called the Karpman triangle, but that's much less frequent than the drama triangle. What it represents is something you'll be very familiar with if you've had dysfunctional relationships at any point in time in your life. That said, healthy people participate in this dynamic from time to time too. They just don't live in it all the time. The drama triangle is a dysfunctional pattern of interaction that perpetuates dysfunction rather than changing it. What's really cool is that in, excuse me, not 19, in 2006, David Emerald came up with the antidote to the drama triangle. He calls it the empowerment dynamic, which he abbreviates as TED, TED. I learned about the drama triangle a while before I heard about the empowerment dynamic. So it was an enormous relief find that someone had come up with an antidote to it, and he wrote a book about it, which I will link in the show notes, and I will discuss shortly. But before I go into that, I want to say that seeing the visual depictions of this is way more helpful than hearing about it. So if you want a copy of a really cool handout developed by David Emerald, send me an email, and I will forward that to you. I'll link my email address in the show notes to make it easier for you. Just write drama triangle in the subject line when you email me. Here goes. In the drama triangle, there are three roles, the victim, the rescuer, and the persecutor. When we're engaged in this dysfunctional pattern, we typically bounce around from one of these roles to the other, taking on the behaviors of each role as we move in and out of them. Often within the same conversation, I am going to give a brief demonstration of such a conversation in a few minutes to illustrate what I'm talking about. So be patient if this isn't making sense just yet. Even though we all alternate between the three roles regularly, 
even in one conversation, most of us have what is sometimes called an out-of-the-gate position. That is, we tend to mostly be a rescuer or mostly a victim or mostly a persecutor. I'd say my out-of-the-gate position is absolutely rescuer. But if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that by far the biggest paradigm shift I had in recovery was coming out of victim mentality. So clearly, I am very well-versed in the victim role. I just didn't even fucking see it. I do have a couple of other episodes about victim mentality and how to get out of it. I will share them also in the show notes so you can listen to those if you'd like. Participants in the drama triangle create misery, but not just for themselves, others too. And what we end up doing is creating a lose-lose situation. The trick is to transform this dynamic into a more positive outcome for everyone. And that is where the empowerment dynamic comes in. Let me talk briefly about each one of the roles in the victim triangle so you can get a better handle of what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's start with the victim. This is someone who often sees themselves as helpless and hopeless. They deny that they have any responsibility for any of the negative consequences of of your life. And if you remember me talking about my past relationships, I thought I was responsible for all the good things in my romantic relationships, but my partners were responsible for all the bad things, though none of this was conscious at the time. I can only see it on reflection. And that is classic victim mentality, to think that you have no responsibility for anything negative in a relationship. If you don't think you have any responsibility for something, then you're not going to believe you have any power to change it, and therefore you will take no action. A victim will do less than 50% in a relationship. They won't take a stance on things. Sometimes they act super sensitive and pretend they're impotent or incompetent. And many of these were behaviors that I didn't see that I was doing, or they were stances that I didn't understand that I was taking. I always thought of myself as a very optimistic person who had agency and was competent and powerful and independent and all that sort of thing. And that is why it was so damn hard for me to see that I had victim mentality. The next role in the drama triangle is the rescuer. These are people who focus their attention on the victim and they neglect their own needs. They're always working hard to help other people and they're often tired, maybe even have physical complaints. They're exhausted, run ragged, and they're constantly applying short-term repairs to the victim's problems, whether the victim has asked for their help or not, by the way. And underneath, they may be angry or resentful. Maybe they even have a martyr style. And sometimes they use guilt to get their way, like saying, after all I've done for you, how could you fill in the blank? And then there's the persecutor. This is someone who blames the victim and criticizes the rescuer for enabling the victim. But they don't provide any guidance or assistance or solution to the underlying problem. They're usually pretty critical, often unpleasant, and they're good at pointing the finger and finding fault. Underneath of all this, they may very well feel inadequate, and usually they exhibit controlling behaviors like threats, giving orders, being really rigid, sometimes bullying. Now, remember, we alternate between these roles in the drama triangle. For example, if a rescuer is pushed too far by a persecutor, 
they might switch to the role of victim. This dynamic keeps these roles in place because the victim depends on a savior or rescuer. The rescuer yearns for someone to take care of, and the persecutor needs a scapegoat. Now, remember I said at the beginning, healthy people will perform in each of these roles occasionally. However, pathological role players actively avoid leaving the familiar and comfortable environment of this, quote, game. This is a good example of when I talk about something being comfortable, but not comforting, and I have a whole episode on that, which I'll put a link in the show notes to that. If no recent misfortune has befallen the victim or their loved ones, they will often create one. This is subconscious, of course. In each case, the drama triangle is an instrument of destruction, and the only way to escape the drama triangle is not to participate in the, quote, game, which I'll cover how to do that in a few minutes when I talk about the empowerment dynamic. But first, here is a short example of how this game might be played that most of us can relate to. Now, keep in mind that sometimes the rescuer's point seems reasonable. If the words they use, placate, soothe, calm, explain, or justify, that's usually considered a rescuer response. And it's an attempt to move the other person from their position. So let's use the example of parents, Jose and Maria. Jose says, I can't believe you burnt dinner. That's the third time this month. That is him being a persecutor. Then Maria jumps into the role of rescuer saying, Little Antonio fell and skinned his knee. It burned while I was busy getting him a bandage. And if Jose then says, you baby that boy too much, he's persecuting Maria for taking care of the child. Then perhaps Maria jumps into the victim role and says, you wouldn't want him to get an infection, would you? I'd end up having to take care of him while he was sick. And then if Jose jumps back into the persecutor role, he might say, he's big enough to get his own bandage. And then Maria might go back into the rescuer role and say, I just didn't want him bleeding all over the carpet. And then if Jose says, that's the problem with these kids, they expect you to do everything, that would be him persecuting again. And then Maria may jump back into the rescuer role again and say, that's only natural, honey, they're just young. And perhaps then Jose might slip into the victim role and say, I work hard all day at my job, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to pause that sample conversation there because that should have given you enough of a taste of what bouncing around the drama triangle might look like within one conversation. At the heart of the empowerment dynamic, which is the antidote created by David Emerald, is learning to shift from reacting to life's events to choosing your response to life's events. This is what I call moving from being a reactor to an actor in your life. The antidote to the drama triangle is to enact the empowerment dynamic. So instead of being a victim, you become a creator. Instead of being a rescuer, you become what David Emerald calls a coach. And instead of being a persecutor, you become a challenger. So the drama triangle is victim, rescuer, persecutor, and the empowerment dynamic is creator, coach, and challenger. Now I'll talk about some of the behaviors exhibited in each of these different roles. So if you're the victim in the victim role, some of the things that you might do include reacting to problems and drama, 
distancing yourself from people. You might give up on things, put very little, if any, energy into taking action in order to shift out of being in the victim role to become a creator, you shift from reacting to actually choosing. Creator behaviors are things like being action-oriented toward desired outcomes. You take responsibility and make choices, and you take baby steps to learn and grow. That means you don't engage in black and white thinking that the desired outcome will occur immediately. You're okay with not getting to the goal immediately. You understand it takes time to get there and you're okay with taking baby steps to do that. Now to the rescuer role, which might also be called the hero role. Some of those behaviors are jumping in to save the day, doing things that foster dependency, doing things to become indispensable to others. Maybe you don't tell the truth so as to protect other people. So when I used to say, oh, that's okay, I don't mind, I did that because I didn't want to hurt other people's feelings. I was protecting them. In order to get out of this role of the rescuer or hero and shift into the role of coach, it means that instead of telling people what to do, asking people what they want or asking them what they think about something. Some of the behaviors of a coach in this dynamic would be that you would use inquiry to help others, to develop their own clarity and vision. So you ask questions of others and do things to empower and develop them, and you help them acquire skills rather than doing it for them. And you encourage and provide positive reinforcement. So if somebody stumbles as they start doing new things, instead of jumping in and doing it for them, you can say, you can do it, or I know you can do it. And then the persecutor role, which sometimes might also be called the villain. Some of the behaviors of those in this role are that they dominate or control. They're typically critical and place blame. They exert power over others, and they're often manipulative. Now, the way to shift from the persecutor or villain role to become a challenger instead is that you shift from putting down to building up. Some of the behaviors of a challenger are you provoke or evoke others to take action, which is what creators do. They take action. The whole point of the empowerment dynamic is to get everyone to see themselves as a creator and to become a creator, but also to see everyone as a creator, not just yourself. Another behavior of a challenger is they focus on improvement and growth, not how far you have to go, but how far you've come. And they hold themselves and others accountable. They don't just let it go when people don't follow through on what they say they're going to do. So that's what it looks like to go from enacting the drama triangle to enacting the empowerment dynamic. I know that's a lot. And it's a lot easier to follow when you're looking at a graphic depiction of that. So email me if you want me to send you the worksheet that David Emerald created that depicts all this and how the shifts are made. Speaking of David, I will also put a link to his book, The Empower Mind Dynamic, in the show notes. So to recap, the victim triangle is a dysfunctional pattern of interaction that perpetuates When we bounce around the three roles of the triangle, victim, rescuer, and persecutor, and the antidote to the dreaded drama triangle, 
as David Emerald calls it, is the empowerment dynamic. In that dynamic, the roles of victim, rescuer, and persecutor are transformed into creator, coach, and challenger. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.